Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Elizabeth Reese, who is a certified Alexander Technique teacher, a dressage writer, and instructor, and is the artistic director of the Warwick Summer Arts Festival. And she is also a faculty member at Postural Rehabilitation, which is a training program for veterinarians using alternative care in the treatment of dogs and horses. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. Uh, we, we just had a conversation about the Alexander Technique and riding and dressage and, and that whole area. But I thought it would be interesting to have another conversation about your work with veterinarians who are treating dogs and horses. So maybe it would be good, since a lot of the people listening to this aren't going to know what the Alexander Technique is to start, if you would just provide a very short description of it for our, our audience. Yes, the Alexander Technique, which has been around about 100 years, is very uh, similar to the concepts we talk about in horses in terms of a horse moving well, which is moving with a dynamic relationship between our head, neck, and back, and, and finding a place of poise, finding a place of poise and stability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how does that come into play when you're working with uh, caring for dogs and horses and are there other animals involved or is that is it confined to no. dogs and horses there are a few cats that wander around the workshop but yeah. it's primarily it's primarily we're working with dogs and horses and what's what's the history of that program and how does the alexander technique fit in with that the program started um dr judith schumacher is a veterinarian and a chiropractor and uh and various other things she's trained in in treating horses and dogs in an alternative way. And uh, her friend and colleague, a woman, uh, Karen, Dr. Karen Gelman, that was out of Cornell, is uh, primarily interested in, it was primarily interested in research, but also in this alternative way. And she came actually down to, to do an internship or an externship with, with uh, Judith Schumacher um, and had done her PhD on the relationship of the head and neck in movement in horses and equines and was was able to put into words what Judith was doing that Judith was just doing with horses and and what it was that she was doing is that she has after adjusting and fixing and trying to get to the root of of uh, lameness in a lot of horses is that she was separated out the idea of mobility from stability. Another way to say this is the biggest problem with horses is they couldn't stand up. So we are trained in, in riding to look at lamenesses in the walk, trot, and canter. How is the horse favoring one leg or another? And what she was really came upon that it wasn't the issue of whether they were favoring one leg or another. And so therefore the issue was in the foot was sore, the hock was sore, whatever, whatever. But that it was fundamentally a postural 
default or a postural misuse, that the horse just wasn't standing up well, that the horse uh, hind legs were, were what we call camped in, too far underneath the horse. The horse was not balanced on all four legs. The horse's uh, musculature, how it had developed from standing, was uh, too bulky in some places, not enough in other places. The muscles were bunchy and uh, you could see the overwork, uh, begin to see the overwork of horses in their surface muscles, literally trying to hold themselves up. Well, if you can't hold yourself up while you're standing, good luck while you're running across a field jumping very large obstacles. So she really found over years that this was the biggest problem and how to work with that, how to get a horse to start to use themselves in a more balanced way. And I could go into how, I mean, you'd have to really watch her work <laughs> to understand this. It's a little hard to describe it, but but these are the underlying questions. Now, how I came into the program, I was a longtime friend of, uh, of Karen Gelman's, and Judith had studied a little bit of the Alexander Technique years ago, which she said made a lot of light bulbs go off for her of, wait a minute, what is, what is stability? What is, what is posture? And we're... What is our relationship to gravity? We're made, we're, Karen always says, every cell in our bodies is programmed to interact with gravity, to respond to it. So what happens when things go, uh, go are amiss, when things aren't working? Well, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, we could go into endless reasons why, why horses aren't, aren't working in quite the way they should be working. Uh, how they're handled, how they're pulled around, how they're bad saddles on their back, bad riding on their back. Now, how I came into the picture was that when they wanted, they really wanted to come up with a program and to teach other veterinarians what she was teaching. Because is this just something she could do or is this something that could be taught? And this was going to be the big testing of the work. This is just something, you know, was she doing what she thought she was doing with the animals and could she could she teach it? So we, we developed this program. And as an Alexander teacher, the biggest thing is that people wanted to come in and kind of manhandle these horses and push them around. And, of course, the horses weren't responding. So the first thing I had to do is really understand what it was Judith was doing. And I realized what she was doing was giving the horses an Alexander lesson. She was getting them to really release that and a horse, what we call the pole, uh, for non-riders out there, that the head-neck connection, that very dynamic connection, and get that le- that the habit of horses to stabilize by grabbing in their necks. And now, how how would she do that? Did she use her hands to yes, guide to much. guide the horse? She used her hands uh, and her words and mm-hmm. and very much her intention. So that sounds very, very it sounds very much like the Alexander technique, doesn't it? It is, it is for, very much. For horses instead of for people, yeah. Yeah, and, and very much, and teaching, um, and now how to teach people to do this. Well, you know, if they come on and they need to get out of their own way and trust their own, their own abilities to stand up. So that fundamentally, but also even more so for them to really be able, and this has been, the, I've been there four years now, it's been the most phenomenal thing for people to really be able to see when we talk about, you know, getting them to look at a dog or look at a horse and because I can describe what a postural defect is, but to be able to really see it 
if they experienced it in their own bodies, the light bulbs went on. It was like the, 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 someone just gave them 20-20 vision. When they could find in their own bodies, when they were uh, keeping themselves from falling over by grabbing their neck muscles and grabbing their shoulders muscles, and this is how they went through life. And if they felt like if they let go of those big neck muscles and let go of grabbing with the rib cage, that they would they would turn into a puddle on the floor. And and to learn how to say, oh my gosh, I not only don't fall over, um, I actually start to breathe when I stop grabbing with my neck. Oh my God, I can actually, uh, well, two things. Actually, they start to breathe, start to see. And as, as practitioners, because this is all for veterinarians and chiropractors, uh, and so they all have hands-on uh, all the time on 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 critters uh, and, and chiropractors on people. But the most fundamental change for me, the surprise part was they all, they all started feeling different. Mm-hmm. So feeling, feeling through their hands, you know, internally feeling different. Yes, of course, that's what we hope in all our students. But when they would say, Oh my God, I, you know, I, I, I was leaping to a diagnosis based on my habits of seeing and my habits of feeling. And when I could let go of my own habits and, uh, and and feel uh, my relationship to the ground in a little bit different way. When I put my hands on that horse, I could feel something different. That reminds me of um, something that F. Matthias Alexander, who's the developer of this work, said, which was that he he thought it was very important for doctors to have some Alexander training in order to better diagnose their patients because they're using their eyes and they're using their hands to gather mm-hmm. information and if they're if they're tense if they have stiff necks or stiff shoulders that information's not going to travel through so easily they're going to mm-hmm. kind of impose their own patterns on what they observe so it's it's fascinating that uh, i had never thought about that for veterinarians but that makes perfect sense what you say well absolutely one well, particularly what we're teaching them because we're teaching them to um, to feel the habits in a horse and asking the horses to do something. And when they're interfering and pushing on a horse, that's why I can't say, I think I was saying it actually in the last interview, what an interview, what an incredible lab it is for me to be able to work with horses. And speaking of dogs, my two are fighting right here. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Two of them are demonstrating their great joy de vivre. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, for for a, a a dog or a horse owner, or really any kind of a pet owner, I suppose, uh, cat owner, who hears this and thinks, "Wow, I would like to get some of these benefits for for me and my my pet," or a veterinarian who's listening to this and thinks this might be a useful thing, is is there a short of uh, going to the, the the postural rehabilitation classes that I, I guess they offer, and maybe you could say a word or two about that and where they are. But supposing that's not a possibility, what, what are some options for someone in that situation? Well, I'll answer the first part, the the second part of the question first. Mm-hmm. Is that the the training, the postural rehabilitation training, is a three weekend training, and though it's not inexpensive, it is it it is a officially continuing education uh, 
fulfills continuing education requirements for veterinarians. So uh, that can be a nice incentive and it's a lot of fun. We have a good time and they feed us really, really well down there. Um, so and I and where, where is down there? Uh, it's in Nottingham, Pennsylvania. Okay. Notting, Nottingham, Pennsylvania, which is about uh, but less, less, less than an hour southwest of Philadelphia in okay. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful farm. One of the most beautiful farms I've ever been to. And is this um, a, a training program for, for veterinarians? It's a training program for veterinarians and for chiropractors that work on, they can be human chiropractors, but chiropractors that work on horses and or dogs. Okay, okay. And it's a three-weekend training. Uh, aside from that, I would, I would absolutely encourage pet owners to take some Alexander lessons. We, we've talked about putting together a, uh, a lay program, which we have not, we have not yet done, but uh, um, until we do, um, I would really suggest taking some Alexander lessons and seeing just, you know, very simply, I, I work with some of my students now on walking their dogs and learning, you know, dogs that, and I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not the dog whisperer, but not unlike the things the dog whisperer says is that when we're yanking at our poor animals and they're responding and then we're getting mad at them for responding. So many times they're responding to things that we're doing unconsciously. Yes. I, 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 I've seen, I live in a neighborhood where there are a lot of dog owners and a lot of people take their dogs out for walks. And I can see that pretty, pretty often where the dog owner is getting frustrated with the dog. And obviously the dog's getting pretty frustrated as well. And I think I, I, I sometimes think it would be nice if the owner had a Alexander lesson or two at least to <laughs> yeah. become a little more sensitive to what they're doing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about this whole um, connection between, well, I guess we could call it veterinarians, uh, dogs, horses? Um, well, I... I... The thing that I have loved, and I've been very, very fortunate to be able to be part of this program, is the team teaching aspect of it. And learning, it's learning a different language. I've, I've had to learn the language of veterinarians, which I was extremely intimidated at first to be in the company as a, of all of these doctors, and I'm the non-doctor. Right. Uh, and uh, learning the language was wonderful, and I encourage anyone, whether you're an Alexander teacher or a writer, or uh, to not be uh, intimidated by learning, learning the terms, learning the anatomy. Uh, in this program, I've been able to participate in all the dissections that we do. Get wonderful because you know I'm talking about from the use point of view, but there, there's a huge part on on farriers of having the foot very well balanced and a wonderful equine dentist that we work with of having the teeth, uh, the, the teeth floated in correct ways so that the jaw, because of the amount of proprioceptive information that's in the jaw, and of course horses, their teeth keep growing, so keep emerging really. So it's very important to have a good teeth float. Um, but how that all comes into play I, I'm back always to the human end of it. How all of that, how we, how we use our jaws, how we, do we grind our teeth? Do we hold too much in our teeth? Um, are we, uh, how, how are we balanced on our feet? Um, do you wear heels much? Uh, do you wear sneakers too much? You know, all that rubber sole 
no foot to ground contact, um, not enough foot to ground contact on a lot of different surfaces. And how this all applies to a human is wonderful. Down in Pennsylvania, we really teach because it's this team teaching idea. We teach um, very experimentally all the time where I'm coming up, someone uh, talks about something in research, uh, then we demonstrate in an animal, and then I come back and try and find a demonstration uh, in a human being so that I've learned so much to play with it. So that's the word that I, I come away from it a lot. Is It's changed my teaching completely. It's about we're playing with this wonderful dynamics we have in our lovely world <laughs> with gravity. We're playing. You know, play, walk, walk barefoot. You know, walk. Uh, I have a gravel driveway out to my barn. And, um, and I wouldn't walk barefoot now because there's about two feet of snow. <laughs> right. But... Uh, but I might wear my rubber boots out versus my, you know, heavy-duty hiking boots. Right. And, and so I can feel the ground and feel the texture. And how does that play with the balance? And then, and then you know, look at your animals in the same way. How are they, how are they balancing? Mm-hmm. And we more and more can start to play. Uh, and again, play because you can get so quickly into this idea of correct versus not correct or trying versus you know, trying harder. <laughs> uh, but when we have a sense of, of play and dynamic, wow, if I, when I go to balance on one foot, I really, I really grab in my hip to do that. Well, what happens if I don't? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what happens when I, um, when I'm on uneven ground, how am I, how am I compensating when I'm standing on uneven ground with my head, neck, and shoulders? And what does that feel like? And the more we can internally ask those questions and play, the less we start holding on as a, as a postural set, as this is how we are. And the more we play, the more dynamically we start, we start responding to different surfaces and situations and people and and animals uh, and animals and everything right so, uh, yeah that, well, that's the most fundamental <laughs> so i think maybe this would be a good place to to end our conversation unless you have right. anything else you want to add no but i think i've good? said enough <laughs> all right yeah. well i've been uh talking today with elizabeth reese who is an alexander technique teacher uh, who lives in orange county new york which is about an hour north of New York City. She also teaches on an Alexander Technique training course in Manhattan, and she's available for lessons there as well. And uh, she is a, a dressage rider, rider and instructor, and we've been particularly talking about her role as uh, a faculty member at Postural Rehabilitation, which is a training program for veterinarians using alternative care in the treatment of dogs and horses and other animals as well. Um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Robert. This was a lot of fun.